This is Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha Ann Simons. As we've been discussing, last night Politico published a leaked opinion drafted by conservative Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, showing the nation's highest court appears poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. We're going to go over some of the legal issues here and what this draft decision might say about the future of the court, the future of women's rights, and other rights, like the right to a same-sex marriage. Joining us is Stephen Schwinn, professor at the University of Illinois Chicago School of Law. Professor Schwinn, welcome back to Reset. Good morning, Susie. Thanks for having me. Well, first, let's go over what's actually in this leaked document that Politico has published. Uh, Can you walk us through some of the top points here? Sure. So this is a leaked document authored by Justice Alito. This was recently confirmed by Chief Justice Roberts at the Supreme Court, so we know that it's authentic. It's an early draft of an opinion that overturns Roe versus Wade and a case called Casey that came down in the 1990s and uh, and eviscerates the constitutional right to an abortion. What it says basically is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in our nation's history and tradition and therefore is not part of our constitutional system. Mm -hmm. And we should mention again, this is a leaked document from an unknown source. Um, And after NPR Legal Affairs correspondent Nina Totenberg had a chance to look at it, here's what she had to say. It looks entirely legitimate. It looks completely like the real thing. It even has 119 footnotes. It's styled the way Supreme Court opinions are styled. I suppose it could be a massive hoax, but it certainly looks like the real thing. And as you mentioned, Professor Schwinn, uh, in the last hour, Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed that the draft is legitimate, though he says it's not the final draft. What do you make of that? Well, so we know that it's legitimate. Uh, as Nina Totenberg said, it looks legitimate. We we knew that as early as last night. And with Chief Justice Roberts' confirmation, we now know that it is legitimate. Um, it's in the early stages. And what that means, Susie, is that there's still work to be done on this draft. So it's penned as a majority opinion for the court implying that there are at least five justices who would be willing to sign on to it. And that may be the case, or it may not be the case. As the justices work this through, on the majority opinion, any concurrences and any dissents, there is potentially a lot of a lot of movement to happen yet. And Justice Roberts said in a statement that he has directed the Supreme Court marshal to investigate the leak, saying, quote, To the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operation, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. Professor, do you agree that the court's work will not be affected by this leak? No, I, I, the court's work is certainly going to be affected by this leak. This is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It's utterly jaw-dropping. It's really hard to overstate the significance of this leak coming from an institution that is famous for its secrecy and uh, and perhaps the most secret institution in the federal government, with the exception of perhaps the Federal Reserve. The Supreme Court is famously secret, uh, operates famously behind closed doors, and for a leak like this to occur is uh, stunning, to say the very least, and will certainly impact the the uh, the work of the court, but also, Susie, our view of the court. Mm-hmm. This is going to uh, to impact the, the public's view of the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. 
Yeah, court observers fear it could be very damaging to the court's credibility. Uh, Here's Nina Totenberg again from NPR. Everything about this is going to be really bad for the court, I have to say, because I have never seen in the time that I've been covering the court, which is a very long time, and I would have to say I know of no other case in which a draft majority opinion has become public. Now, Professor, uh, we we should remember that, again, this decision is only a draft. Um, Your thoughts on whether justices' votes could change between now and, and June or July, which is when this decision is actually made, uh, could they end up taking a more moderate decision? It's always risky predicting what the Supreme Court's mm-hmm. going to do, Susie. But with that, I will say that I think this will be the court's majority opinion when it comes out in June. And I say that because the Supreme Court has sent signals this past term and even earlier that it is ready and willing to overturn Roe versus Wade. And uh, and I suspect that an opinion just like this written by Justice Alito is exactly the way that they're going to do it. Now, the leak may impact any concurrent, concurring opinions or dissenting opinions or some jockeying on the court. It may impact the, you know, the final I's being dotted and T's being crossed on this opinion. But I do think that this will probably be the ultimate opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, what about for, for other cases? What light does this draft shed on how the court might rule in other cases that involve rights for, for citizens, uh, for example, gay marriage? It's, it's a fantastic question. And if you read the opinion carefully, what Justice Alito says is that the opinions that are cited in Roe and Casey, and again, Roe came down in 1973 and Casey came down in 1992, that the opinions involving things like the right to parent, the right to privacy, the right to uh, to contraception, opinions like that are going to stay on the books, he basically says. But then he leaves open the question about whether later opinions could be overturned, and that mm-hmm. includes Obergefell, the same-sex marriage opinion. So I do read the Alito draft as putting on the chopping block the Obergefell opinion for same-sex marriage. Now, if we read into Alito's words here, what other Supreme Court precedents could be under threat? So the Obergefell same-sex marriage case, I think, is the big one. But there's another case called Lawrence versus Texas that came down in 2003 that dealt with the right of uh, consenting adults to engage in consensual adult sexual behavior. And in this case, it was between two gay men at a time when uh, when many states outlawed uh, sexual relations between gay men. And so we may see Lawrence versus Texas at some point get overturned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, remind us, what are some of the other important cases coming up this term? Well, so we have a very important Second Amendment gun rights case. Uh, we have a number of cases dealing with uh, with the Biden administration's um, decisions on on policies that the Trump administration took, everything from environmental decisions to immigration decisions. And there are some really important religion clause cases on the court's docket uh, this term, which is another area where we're seeing this newly uh, newly comprised Supreme Court take a sharp right turn uh, with regard to its view of religion. And would you expect this leaked draft will encourage Democrats to expand the size of the court? 
I don't think that that ultimately will happen, but I do expect that this leaked draft and the ultimate opinion in the case will impel uh, individuals to have further discussions about whether to either increase the size or otherwise uh, change the composition of the Supreme Court. Um, you know, I think what people are concerned about is that when the personnel on the Supreme Court changes, the law so dramatically changes. And here you really have a 180 degree change mm -hmm. with regard to a fundamental right that's been with us for 50 years. It's just shocking and astonishing uh, that this is occurring. And moreover, that the Supreme Court is moving in the direction of restricting rights as mm -hmm. opposed to expanding rights, which has been the inexorable move over the history of our country. So I think for all those reasons, the legitimacy of the court is going to be called into question mm -hmm. and people are going to be calling for changes. That's Stephen Schwinn, professor at the University of Illinois Chicago School of Law. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.